0: This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome
1: to the Clay Young Show.
0: What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast 225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Wow, Smoke'em is this weekend. It's coming up this Sunday, 4 p.m. at Ben 77 Bistro here in Baton Rouge inside of Perkins Row. It is the fourth Smoke'em, if you got them, and it's going to be great. There's the possibility of rain in the forecast, but it really won't matter. We are still going to do our thing out there at this great event. Taya Kyle is going to be at Smoke'em this year. Taya is the widow of Chris Kyle, who most of us now know uh, about because of the movie American Sniper. And uh, she'll be there. We've got a ton of great prizes for the auction, both the live auction and the the silent auction. Uh, We've got a grill station there. I was talking with Brian Bennett with Insurance Procurement Services. They're going to be managing and doing the grill station there for us. And we were talking about some of the grub that's going to be over the fire on Sunday. And oh my goodness, are you in store for a treat? Picture this. $100 to get into this event. You get a fine premium cigar. You get access to a whiskey tasting provided by Jameson. You get access to the grill station. So you can get a plate of food that's grilled on the spot, and it's going to be amazing. You also get an opportunity to be in the company of people who care a great deal about the military and the men and women who have served our country. And you'll get a chance to meet Taya Kyle, who will be there. And so we're looking forward to the event, and me and my team will be there. Uh, Orlando just came into the room Almost broke my train of thought there. Come on, come. let's talk about Smoke Em here. You hadn't been on the podcast in well over a year. And I was just talking about the, the list of things that we've got going on this year. Some things we have this year we've had in, in years gone by. This year what's different is we're going to have a grill station and Tay is going to be here this year. Some of the items we have uh, for this year's event are going to be super cool. Everything from replicas of the Saints Super Bowl ring, the LSU football championship ring. We're going to have two more tickets to the Cigar Aficionado event in Vegas. And, man, a lot of great stuff this year.
2: Definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to those desserts.
0: (laughs) There you go. In fact, you just called for me a moment ago. Uh, Chris's Apron is going to be providing patriotic pastries, Again this year, and man, we got that the Jameson, the Grill Station. Am I leaving anything out? Us. Ah, and we're going to be there. Fantastic! You also get to hang around <laughs> with me and my fantastic team. You know, some of the auction items. I'll, I'll tell you a couple of them here, and I mentioned the rings. We're going to have a replica of the movie poster for American Sniper, and it's going to be during the live auction. And we have a special treat for the person who bids the highest. And I won't give away what the treat is, but trust me, you're going to love it.
2: Oh, yes, you definitely, it's one to take. You've seen
0: the, you've seen the list. What else is on there that we can, we can talk about? Uh, we've got Rat Pack gear, Sinatra stuff for you. We've got jewelry for the ladies yes. again. Uh, we're we're going to have a special flag that we are auctioning off two of them, by the way. Bobby D'Angelo is providing two custom framed American flag and uh, American flags, and they're fire. The frames are brand new.
2: What was that special something, something that Orion Instruments is helping? I didn't hear yeah, about yeah, that.
0: yeah. It's it is it is a special nice tease. It is you <laughs> learn from the best. Uh, nice tease. It is something to go in your office. It is patriotic, and it is also something that every guy will love
2: every guy that's kind of sexist what about women
0: every guy will love uh (laughs) women well women may like it too women may like it too i can't keep up with what is and isn't sexist in 2017 (laughs) but yeah every guy will love it and look special thanks to don sanders how great are they
2: oh awesome awesome this
0: is the third straight year they've been our title sponsor this year, Geico is signed on. They're going to be a yes, sponsor. Yes, they're new this year. They're going to have a booth at Smoke'Em with some things out there for people who are there. Open Eyes uh, security training. Jeff Leduff, Kelly Leduff. They're one of the sponsors this year. Uh, our buddy John Conroy, who's always fantastic. John is has signed on again. Uh, I, I mentioned Brian Bennett at the folks and the folks at IPS. Did you
2: mention that um, Don Juan will be selling cigars as well? At the event? That's
0: exactly right. You get a complimentary cigar with the ticket, but Don Juan Cigar will also have cigars available to sell at this year's event. Now, think about this, folks. When you buy a ticket, you make a $100 donation to the organization. The way we have it worked out is we, me, my team, the sponsors, we're carrying the weight of all of this. So your ticket is actually a 100% $100 donation Straight to the, the organization. organization. Mm-hmm. And we give them all the, we give them all the proceeds, uh, and, you know, that, that, uh, that rarely ever happens. We give them all the proceeds every year, and so we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to Taya being here with us as well. Oh,
2: it'll be great. I just hope it doesn't rain.
0: Yeah, you know, they say rain may be in the forecast. I can't worry about it. It's I can't control it. So also,
2: you live in Louisiana. Yeah.
0: So I, I was just telling Sashika a minute ago that they could they could call for uh they could call for a ninety percent chance of rain and it doesn't rain and it doesn't rain.
2: And they call for a ten percent chance and it storms. And it storms. Oh yeah. You're
0: catching on pretty fast uh, there. Yeah. Too how fast. was how was uh, how was South Africa?
2: Oh it was wonderful. Orlando so good to be back.
0: Orlando Orlando had an opportunity to go back home and see her mom and her brother ricky shout out to ricky <laughs> and uh, and spend some time there how was the weather
2: oh fantastic it's opposite season so it's about to be winter so it was real cool nice weather and i come here and it's hot great you know, <laughs> wonderful
0: what's the uh, what was the delicacy that you most wanted to eat when you got back there
2: oh my mom makes the best prawns 100- what the hell is a prawn Bigger than a shrimp, like you know, tiger prawns. You've heard of them before.
0: Not a shellfish well, eater. I'm sure there are people oh, listening. Yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, there are yeah. people who are who are listening they're who know. do know what that is. But because I don't, I'm, I'm yeah, allergic just, to shellfish. I I, 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 I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't know. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you had a chance to to go back and and, uh, and some see your some Kid Yeah, not Gain any weight? She uh, didn't gain any weight. Good to have you back here just in time for, for this smoking. event. And yeah. you know, I I told somebody that. For us, this is our signature way to give back. This is something we do. Right. It is totally us giving back. Sunday is not a day the company is open. We're all out there. We, we give back, and it's something that's special to us, which is why... We don't really share this with anybody else in terms of putting it together. We put we've put the work in. It is not just me. It's a group of us who work hard. From my team here to Brian uh, Dykes at Ben, who's been a partner, John Conroy, who's also been a partner Justine's since day one. Wonderful. Justine at Don Juan. She's yeah. at, she's just one of my favorite people. She's if you're great. buying cigars in Baton Rouge, I recommend getting it from Justine at Don Juan Cigars. She's just she's such a sweet person. In fact, as we record this, in about an hour or so, we're going to be Slicing through some uh, lamb chops or steak or something at Ben 77.
2: Best steak in town.
0: Kid catches on. I'm telling you, (laughs) she's got all of them down. She's hitting the posts. So, again, let's run through it one more time. Four o'clock on Sunday. Ben seventy seven Bistro, the fourth annual smoke 'em if you got 'em. The headline of the event is Taya Kyle will be in attendance at this year's event to meet and greet the people of Louisiana. I have actually heard from people on social media from as far away as Atlanta. Coming uh, through. I just it's unbelievable. Asking me about the event, particulars awesome. about it, and I think we could have a record crowd. Don't let the rain deter you. Outside of tornadoes, we're having this event.
2: And don't forget, you can buy tickets at the door if you're having trouble online. Tickets can be purchased at the door cash, or we will be um, using the card. What do you call the, the square? The square. Yeah. yeah. And cards f- are used as well.
0: And for the live auction, you can participate in the live auction with your card or you can bring a checkbook with the silent auction. You know how silent auctions work. You can sign up and the highest bid at the end of the time will be the winner of whatever the item is. And we've got some great items. Like I said, we've got the, tr- we, not the trip, tickets to the Big Smoke in Vegas. We want to be clear about that. The Cigar Aficionado event does not come with airfare or hotel accommodations. If you bid on the ticket, you need to be able to get yourself there and then stay overnight. It's worth it. I mean, you're going to bid on an item. And it's a and they're VIP tickets. Yes. So you are in the premium room of this thing that's going on, and you get to pick the night that you want to be there for the Big Smoke this fall by Cigar Aficionado. I think we covered everything.
2: I think so. All that's left is uh, Sunday to come roll around. That's right. Have a good time.
0: So uh, coming up here, we're going to talk about the AIDS epidemic, no easy way to segue to that, but David Poole is the legislative person at, uh, at this, this great foundation here in Baton Rouge and around the country that does so much work to bring awareness to the AIDS epidemic. It's the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. And he's going to be in studio talking about this. I don't know that you know this because you've only been in Louisiana a couple, three years. That maybe in the last decade, Baton Rouge, Louisiana has consistently been in the top three in terms of percentage of people with AIDS.
2: Really? I That's did not
0: know that. In, in the past, I mean, it's been that way for a long time. And I want to talk with him about why this isn't discussed as much as it once was. Yeah. AIDS is more controllable now because of all of the medicine. Contracting the HIV virus or getting full-blown AIDS doesn't mean you're going to die anymore. Right. 25, 30 years ago, when yeah. you heard someone had AIDS, you pretty much knew that that was a death sentence. Not that way anymore. People can live. And I think he'll talk about how not only can they live, but they can live a functionally decent, with yeah,
2: it. Yeah, a decent life.
0: And so that's the thing. Information. The stigma is about having AIDS. It's ridiculous now. If if you are if you contract it, go get help, go get medicine, and forget what people think. Right. Living is more important than being worried about the opinions of others.
2: Yes, get tested.
0: I mean, I think happiness begins with not caring what people think, as long as you know you're doing the right thing, whatever that may be. Just one person's opinion. So we'll talk with David about. Uh, What they're doing at his foundation and how you can get involved. It is the AIDS Healthcare Foundation, and he will be here in studio next. And then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about Smoke em before we wrap up this week's show. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people posting your company's logo on the podcast 225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on the clay young show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience get more information by calling 225-214-1550 that's 225-214-1550 clay young here with brian low with brian low financial you know brian we can't talk about social security enough there's so much that people need to know there's been a lot of changes too you can't do file and suspend anymore you're right. still come in and ask me about that that was last april mm-hmm. you know spousal benefits mm-hmm. if the husband passes away the wife wants to know that she'll be taken care of correct that's huge right most of us will get 50 of the spousal benefit by the way it goes the other way around the man and the woman right ultimately if you've been married for 10 plus years you may consider getting married again but a lot of people are not choosing to get married because they don't want to give up that Social Security benefit. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what's the right Social Security planning for you? Not only for you, but also your spouse. we got to plan these things ahead. If something did happen, is there life insurance on the back burner? You know, How do we take care of the income plan, the loss of income? So if you don't have a true financial plan, give us a call. We'll sit down with you. It takes about one hour to get through it. We'll punt to a second meeting. By then, we'll have it know exactly where we're going. Look him up at Brianlowfinancial.com Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Back with David Poole, who runs the AIDS Healthcare Foundation Foundation here uh, in Baton Rouge. And the organization actually has offices in other states and you're in other countries as well, correct?
1: That that is correct. In 15 states and and 39 countries in the world.
0: As uh, most of us who have been here for a while know, Baton Rouge has been pretty perennially in the top three in terms of cities with the highest percentage of people with AIDS. And it was at one time, David, a big deal that got a lot of ink and coverage. Now it's kind of one of those things that people know, but the shock value is gone. What's your opinion of that fact?
1: Yes. And Clay, forgive me, I need to go back because I don't want to overstate my position with AHF. I'm actually the director of legislative affairs for the Southern uh, okay. portion of the United right, States right. with AHF. So as much as I might be ambitious and want to be that director, right. I'm not quite there yet. Well, but, but you're the, you're the legislative yeah. person. You're the person that makes
0: sure that legislation at a city and state level keeps this in the forefront of what, of what's that, happening with
1: people. That is absolutely correct. And again, thank you for having us on. Um, the, 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 Disease itself, and it's HIV is the infection. AIDS is when the infection progresses to a stage that, quite frankly, in this day and age, is absurd for someone to progress to AIDS because we have such amazing therapies available today that we didn't have years Mm -hmm. ago. So there are many facets to why it's concerning that Baton Rouge and the City Parish have the kinds of numbers they do. We have an estimated 5,000 people living with HIV and AIDS in the City Parish. Five thousand. That's right. Just and an EBR. Exactly, and that in itself is not as disturbing as, as disturbing as another statistic, which is thirty eight percent of the people estimated to be living with HIV and AIDS in the city parish don't know their status. Hmm. When you don't know your status, how is that possible? That exactly, it's possible because of stigma. Yeah, people don't want to get tested. Or they're not well enough educated on the disease today. Perhaps they've heard of the new therapies and feel like it's not the uh, emergency or concern that it should be to their health. Right. And the fact of the matter is, and we hesitate to say this in this day and age, because it does seem to be stigmatizing when you do, but it's still a deadly infectious disease when it goes untreated and it's communicable.
0: So... I don't want to move too far away from the point about people not knowing their status. Aren't there signs or things that happen physically to a person that would alert them that something's wrong?
1: Right. And if so,
0: what are those signs?
1: Unfortunately, the signs are are very, they mimic the flu. If one becomes infected, they mimic the flu and at times have zero symptoms whatsoever. So even mimicking the flu- Absolutely. So many of the true major symptoms may not present themselves for years, and then it may be too late, or at least too late in the sense that you may have progressed to AIDS by the time a major symptom or opportunistic infection that's related to HIV presents itself. Uh,
0: That's pretty alarming. (laughs) alarming. (laughs) Uh, Just just to start, 5,000 people in EVR, and then the fact that there may be people who, who are infected but who ignore it because of a stigma a stigma that may go along with it. Come on, Sashika's coming into the studio as we're sitting to record here. She wants to make certain that you're getting all your information right, David. Uh, <laughs> uh, take all the help I can get. <laughs> so let's, let's take a few steps back. In the, early, in the, in the late 80s and early 90s, there was this really big push nationally and there were so many campaigns going on to alert the public to what AIDS was. I can remember really in the mid late 80s that you couldn't turn on any news without learning about AIDS and learning about places in America where the percentages were growing and what it was doing right. to people. And then there were there were AIDS fundraisers for AIDS relief and different things and Uh, Of course, most of us remember in 1990, I believe it was, uh, 91, when Magic Johnson announced that he had the HIV virus. That's right. And since then, he's the most healthy man in America. I don't know. He's gained weight since he had it. That's just, I don't know what that's about. But but I think since then, because of all of the other things that have gone on in society, you don't get the coverage you once did. And I talked earlier about Baton Rouge and how it's different here. But nationally... Is it because we handle it better or is it because people have moved on?
1: Yeah, it's a combination of all those things. In the summer of 2006, uh, a drug company that uh, brought to market a single tablet regimen. In fact, they did something unusual. They partnered with another drug company. They brought a single tablet regimen to market that made one pill once a day the standard of care. And it's highly effective with few side effects. That's where things became much more challenging, ironically, Mm -hmm. so people that did get tested and got on treatment, like Magic Johnson, Mm -hmm. benefit from those new therapies. Mm -hmm. That in itself became our most daunting challenge because with that, it started to normalize the disease in a way where people sometimes refer to it as a chronic manageable disease, just like diabetes. And so when you normalize it like that and you don't see people dying the way they did in the 80s and Mm -hmm. early 90s, we had rarely someone that came into our organization where I first worked in the early 90s, we would do an intake and we were lucky if we saw them alive six to 12 months later. Wow. So it was incredible. We've lost well north of a half million people in the United States From AIDS. And so it was we had celebrities out in front of us as Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, Magic when he was diagnosed, but we had celebrities that were dying from AIDS back in the late 80s in particular. The whole environment, the media, the exposure, the optics around it were so incredibly different from what they are today. And as you say, we moved on. There have been enough other things in these news cycles of today's world that capture people's attention. And they forget that we still have this deadly epidemic yeah. that when you're not tested and you are infected, you're the most communicable. You're the most likely to transmit that virus.
0: It's interesting because it it is still an epidemic, yeah?
1: It absolutely is an epidemic until we can contain it. And the key to containing it is getting everyone that is um is infected to get them tested and on treatment. If we Mm -hmm. could do that successfully in this country, we could literally snuff out the epidemic even without a cure.
0: How close are we to a conversation about a cure? Yeah.
1: And and that I have had, um, my former employer, I worked for a company that had a team dedicated, and I believe still does have a team dedicated to finding a cure for HIV. But the one thing that I can recall from all the lectures both internally at that company with the national institutes of health anthony fauci who Mm -hmm. heads up that organization will always tell you this is one of the most complex diseases ever imagined and so to come up with a cure what this particular virus does it is incredibly stealthy and even when with these effective medications We lower the viral load is what they call it. The amount of virus in someone's body to such a point, it still finds places to hide in the body that if you don't keep that drug pressure on that virus, it will rebound and make you infectious again. So adherence is important, Mm -hmm. but it also tells you how complicated the disease is because a cure has to find that virus everywhere it is in the body. And we haven't successfully found a therapy that would do that.
0: So it just, it, it, Holds it captive; it doesn't eliminate it. Exactly. How could it be possible in the really the forty years since this has been on the scene? Maybe even longer. But in terms of the the public's knowledge of it, it's been nearly forty years. I mean, even in the late seventies, there was discussion about this thing. And in the eighties, we learned what this thing was. Right. How's it possible? We don't have a cure.
1: Yeah. It's again, I, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I was well-trained for this organization I work for and sure. with the one that I work for currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would, you know, I would propose to you this, that it really is the complexity of this virus. I know there've been a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of other thoughts about how is it possible after this many years, but I don't, Having had a lot of exposure in a lot of different arenas, I can't buy into that. I truly do believe it's that complex. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to buy into the fact that industry in itself is not uh, revealing something they found or learned. Is that totally out of the realm of possibility? I don't think anything's ever out of the realm of possibilities, particularly in today's environment that we find ourselves.
0: Let's talk... Let's, let's take this apart and talk about the ways, obviously there is th- the main way that this thing passes from one person to another, but outside of sexual contact, what are some of the other ways that people can contract either the HIV virus or full-blown AIDS?
1: Yeah, there. well, in, there are many topics, as you alluded to, yeah. I think just in your tone that we could tackle here. One of the ones that I would mention that's still with us and it's incredibly disheartening are um, the innocent babies that are born with HIV. Vertical transmission between mother and child. Mm -hmm. We have had an intervention for that, I believe, nearly 20 years old now. And uh, it was actually developed at the University of Miami uh, in my home state of Florida. And that's what is incredibly disheartening because prenatal care Mm -hmm. will absolutely avoid any baby ever being born with HIV. The other area is that regardless of behavior, whether it's IV drug use, which by the way is one of the most optimal routes of transmission for Mm -hmm. HIV, Mm -hmm. uh, as is, there are other infectious diseases as well that can be transmitted in that way, um, you can easily transmit that and then go and have uh, intimate relations with a woman and and transmit that virus to women. So that's another misnomer. I think this being stereotyped and stigmatized as a gay disease is something we need to really educate people. We really should be way past that now. Uh, I mean, there was a
0: period where obviously that they, they were symbiotic almost in the way people talked about it. When a celebrity died, the, the question that chased that was, oh, well, was he gay? Or right. oh, I think we should be way past way, that. In 2017, if anybody is still making that correlation, uh, their heads in the ground. And
1: I have to tell you, it's unbelievable the number of people. I hear both that and I wanted to go back and mention magic, that magic had enough money to buy the cure. Magic, I assure you, has not bought a cure. No. Magic is on his medication daily, yeah. and he will tell anyone that oh, yeah. asks him.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting. Let's talk about ignorance about this subject now. And We both alluded to the fact that 20 years ago, it was all ignorance because people were so afraid. Rumor travels faster than fact, as you know. And that's different now. The public is more educated now. So does that make your job a lot easier or harder because there aren't as many people to educate because so many people know about this and ways to avoid it?
1: Yeah, I think it makes our job harder for the same reasons we've already covered that we've normalized the disease. But I think the reason it's harder is because it makes it it's more challenging to identify those that aren't educated. Mm How do we get to those that? And street education is very different from formal education in <laughs> some things. So. Oh, wait a minute.
0: You mean the ghetto Google is not <laughs> as good as Google? I yeah, don't.
1: I don't. <laughs> I, I, I do. I dare say that. I, I will leave that to you. Uh, it's a podcast. I've had people say
0: worse. Richard Condon's name's on that door back there. So uh, in 2017, now with what you were doing in Baton Rouge, well, what you're trying to do in Baton Rouge, and I know that you guys are trying to get back, get to a partnership with the city right now, and yeah. you're having some difficulty with that, and I think right. the city ought to do the right thing and, and make this work, so what in what capacity do you serve, does your organization serve in Baton Rouge now?
1: Yeah, our organization came to Baton Rouge about four years ago and established our first clinic here. Now we have well north of 1,300 patients under our care, Yeah, and that represents between 25 and 30 percent of the estimated people living with HIV in the city parish. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a great um, opportunity of being able to care and treat people, and, and by all accounts, we do quite an excellent job at doing that. What happened is and it is very common in not-for-profit world, I believe. The resources are limited in which we compete for. Mm-hmm. So I believe we've been viewed in the community as a threat to the legacy organizations that have been here 20 years or longer. Why is that Why is that a and, thing? And, and I don't understand it, but I've been in the nonprofit world for uh, for over 25 years. Pretty it cutthroat. Seems to, it is very <laughs> cutthroat. In fact, so much so I say oftentimes because I spent a great many years in the private sector that it can be even more competitive in the not-for-profit oh, world. no doubt about yeah. it, man. And and we feel like when you have the types of epi, epi data, the epidemiological data, which is really just statistics about a disease that shows Baton Rouge ranks 2, 3 in HIV new infections, yeah. and the AIDS case counts, etc. Yeah. When you see those kinds of stats still applied to an area like Baton Rouge, then you want to believe there is more than enough work to be done mm-hmm. or those wouldn't still be at that level. So we simply are asking uh, Mayor Broom, to please consider bringing us back to the table yeah. in terms of getting funding, funding that will actually uh, bring additional resources outside of the city parish and the state mm-hmm. into the community that AHF can reinvest back to helping the other organizations and the public health department um, get those statistics down to help people find out their status and get them in care and get them in treatment.
0: What are some things that you would like the public to know about this, if you're speaking directly to them, both prevention and information. Uh, When you are speaking to a group, I'm sure there is a list of things that you go through when you're talking to people. Kind of take us through that.
1: Yeah. One of the the key things then, one of our mantras at, at AHF is that regardless of your ability to pay that's our core mission to Mm -hmm. people living with hiv and so of course to get to those people living with hiv that aren't on care and treatment that means you have to test and we feel like we have a great deal of experience in getting out in the community, whether it's through mobile clinics, through wellness centers that we would like to establish in the city parish, whatever way, special venues that Sasha has helped us identify, venues that you wouldn't typically think of to test people. We want to get out and test folks and then the real key is get them into care and treatment within 72 hours. We're not gonna put you into an an intake situation where you're doing enrollment and saying, oh, I'm sorry, you're not eligible for Louisiana Medicaid. Oh, I'm sorry, you're not eligible for Ryan White. We don't believe in doing that. We believe in bringing you in once you've tested positive, getting you into care and treatment immediately, then we'll deal with the payer issues. And we're real proud of that model.
0: The the discussion now about the Affordable Care Act and and what is about to follow, and, and they're still working that out in Washington, how does what impact does that have? And I, I'm not pulling you into politics. I just want to talk about the the bill or whatever the legislation will be. Right. How does it impact what you do? and how will it impact? The public's access to some of the treatment that they may need for something like this,
1: right? The um, well, it's difficult. It, you can't talk about healthcare these days without being political. So, we'll which is a that. shame, though. You know, it, it, it kind of is. It but is.
0: everything is political now. It's That's sickening. Right. I, I could right. use a whole lot of words to describe it. But I, you know,
1: <laughs> you're you're actually fortunate to live in a state that not that that not too long ago brought expansion of Medicaid. So you do yeah. have expanded Medicaid here, um, and that cannot be said about most southern states. Uh, So you do have the benefit of that. The question is with the uh, the, I think they're calling it the American Health Care Act, okay. AHCA, mm-hmm. which would be the replacement of the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. That has not occurred. I think it's important to all your listeners to to know that hasn't happened Hasn- yet. It hasn't happened yet. Um, and the Senate is going to be an enormous hurdle yeah. for uh, the AHCA to replace the ACA. Mm-hmm. And so what we do on a day-to-day basis is operate under what is today's reality. And today's reality is the Affordable Care which Act. Which
0: is what to you?
1: And, and what that means is... Here in Louisiana, there is no reason whatsoever anyone other than un- undocumented cannot access health care. Okay. There's zero reason at in today's reality that that anyone cannot access. And even the undocumented at this point in time have access to health care if they're uh, HIV infected okay. through Ryan White. Ryan okay. White actually allows undocumented to be cared for.
0: Let's talk a little bit about... Um contact information for people who want to learn more for people who want to get involved how can they do that
1: yes the the best way because we are a global organization i usually just go with our website which is ahf.org o-r-g ahf.org will give you a website that will let you link to any of our clinics throughout the entire country okay we'll give you phone numbers and contacts I don't have a phone number because obviously all of our clinic locations have You got different one, Sash? I was looking. There you go.
0: Just say it into the mic there, Sashika. Mm-hmm. What is it?
2: All right. The number here in Baton Rouge is 225
1: 231 5733, and that's for, for the, the Goodwood Clinic.
0: One more time? That's
1: 225 231 5733. And the
0: good thing about a podcast, if you didn't catch it, just hit rewind and then you could listen to it again. So, how have you enjoyed doing this this work, Sash, with uh, with with David and and everybody there?
1: This the opportunity to work for AIDS Healthcare Foundation has been very rewarding. Mm-hmm. I've worked for several agencies throughout, and this one by far it gets <laughs> oh, it done. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yes. How long have you been with them? For almost three years now. Okay.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. She's a good lady. She works hard too. So, uh, you know, it's and it's it's important because Sasha's been here long enough with her time in media and then all the stuff in the community to see that this really is a generous city. But people have their silos that they they hide in, especially on subjects like this. People, you know, they don't want to talk publicly about it and scare people. And I, you know, I'll wrap up with this. I went to a community event that a church gave. I won't name the church, but they had someone there doing AIDS testing and someone found out they, they had it. And it traveled around the place and it scared the hell out of most of the people there. And the thing is, that's good because this person now knows and you can't be, oh my God, they, yeah, you want to know. Because like you just said, knowing gives you a fighting chance to be able to live and do something with it. And the ignorance of people acting like children when it comes to this, it's better to go get treatment so you can be alive. Yeah, is that
1: fair? It is fair, Clay. And if I can end with this too, is treatment is prevention. And I should have mentioned that mm-hmm. up front. And a lot of people don't understand that. So if you're on treatment, in fact you're probably as unlikely to transmit the virus as someone who's not even infected. Mm. Really important for people to know that.
0: Dave, Sash, go and, ahead. Go and ahead. just
2: to mention, we have two clinics here in Baton Rouge. So we have the clinic on Goodwood Boulevard and also the one on Blue Bonnet. And okay. I apologize, I don't have the address. Right well, now, they can call
0: you to get the physical addresses for it, right? Yeah. What's, so the, web, if, what, what's you, the website again?
1: AHF.org. And uh, it's the Osme Clinic on Blue Bonnet. So we can at least get you to the street. (laughs) (laughs) That's right down the road
0: from where we're sitting right now at my office. Dave, Sash, thank you all. Thank you very much, Clay.
1: This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick. And I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your hosts for The Waiting Room Podcast here on Podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on Podcast225.com, iTunes, and the talk 107 three mobile app.
0: Mark your calendars now for the 2017 Smoke em If You Got em fundraiser taking place on Sunday, May 21st at Ben 77 Bistro in Perkins Row. The event starts at 4 o'clock. It'll feature live music, food, a live and silent auction, and a special guest will be at this year's event as we benefit the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. Taya Kyle will be in attendance.
1: What a fun way to serve our country, to come out and have a good time at the event with the Cool names. Smoke them if you got them. I'm
0: going to be there. I would love to see you there. Come out. Have a good time. Live music, cigars, good food. Sunday, May 21st, 4 p.m., Bin 77 Bistro in Perkins Row. I can't wait to see you there. It's going to be a fun day. Tickets are available online at ChrisKyleFrogFoundation.org or ClayYoungEnt.com. You can also buy them at the door. It's the 2017 Smoke em If You Got em fundraiser Sunday, May 21st presented by Orion Instruments. This is The Clay Young Show
1: on podcast225.com.
0: A lot of great information there from David, and we will have more conversations with that organization in the future. Wow, you heard all about Smoke in the beginning of this week's podcast. And I don't think there's much more left to be said. I hope to see you there. Tickets are $100. You can get them online at ChrisKyleFrogFoundation.org or you can get them at my website, ClayYoungEnt.com or ClayYoungCompanies.com. And there's a link for Smoke'Em and it takes you directly to the page on the Chris Kyle's uh, Frog Foundation website. And, you know, that's that's an important point to make again that 100% of the proceeds do go to this organization. And we do this every year as just a company effort to give back. Don Sanders and his team is at Orion, they do the same thing. And we're just appreciative of the generosity of this town. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate the great feedback we've been getting on the show. If there is something you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you'd like to be an advertiser here with us at podcast225.com, just shoot me an email, claypodcast 225com Or you can throw me a follow on Facebook and communicate with me there. Or on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Clay Young BR, at Clay Young All right guys, here's to a successful 2017 Smoke'em this Sunday, Ben 77, Perkins Row. It's going to be great, going to be huge. Taya Kyle will be there, and we're looking forward to a great event. I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.